When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What up, man? It's your boy, Audible Sino. I just skipped class with the progress report. And if you skip class with me, then you already know class is in session, man. Focus. The progress report. What's going on? It's your girl, Lala Shepard. This is another episode of Skipping Class presented by the Progress Report. I got the Honorable C Note in the building. How are you? I'm great, man. Couldn't be better. That's facts, man. Well, you know, I always gotta, you know, say I appreciate you for supporting me. You always let me pull up with the camera, like, from a long time ago. So mm -hmm. I appreciate that. For and sure. um, really, really just appreciative. So it's all we love, here. man. Show, hustlers so. gotta respect hustlers, man. It's, nah, that's facts. You know what that's I'm saying? That's facts. You gotta do it. So uh, we know you just put out this body of work, so we gonna get into that. Um, but first, we gonna take it to the top. All right. All right. So what made you decide to even start producing in the first place? Or were you an artist first? Uh, I always wanted to uh, make beats and stuff since a kid. You know what I'm saying? It's, I always been like, I think it's my calling in life. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's. I was born, you know, making music. My grandma had a piano. I used to just bang on it when I was a kid. So mm. it was something that was already in me. And I also, I'm self-taught. So, you know, I picked up a lot of things on, on the way. It's just, I always knew that was what I was going to do. Always. Who were some people that you came up listening to? Like, uh, everybody. 8-Ball and MJG. Uh, Nas, Jay-Z, Kanye West, mm. uh, NWA, KRS-One, Busta Rhymes. Like, you know, I'm a real, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I listen to everybody and everything from Gucci Man to mm. either, even Sibo out there and out west, you know what I'm saying? Brother Lynch Hong and, and um, DJ Quick. I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm from the Midwest, so we listen to everything, like, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing that I don't listen to for real, so yeah. For sure. Um, what was your thoughts when you finally got into the game, though? Like, was it everything that you thought it would be? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. When I first got in the game, I thought it was going to be like the uh, the first person I make. I, I, I thought, you know, it was going to be like, boom, you just blow up big. But there's a lot of struggle that come with it, you know, just being um, a producer, you know, coming up in the game. It's a lot of politics that I didn't know about. You know, and you know, the time I came into the game, it was changing over from um, solid copies, you know what I'm saying, mm. CDs to streaming. So we went through a phase where it wasn't really no money. So we was just doing a lot of mixtapes and it was kind of like on some free shit, but it opened it up for what's going on now, like the streaming. Facts. Mm -hmm. 
Um, speak on those other changes, though, just like just, you know, just seeing like how the sound would change, just different artists and just everything just kind of changing over time. And what's your thoughts on everything going on right now? I feel like us as producers, we we change the sound along with the artists. You know what I'm saying? It's like a 50 50 thing, you know, and, um, you know, we pushed each other to, you know, be great. So you always want to be around people that always push and don't want to keep on doing the same thing, you know, so. Being in the room with the artists, it, it allowed us at that time to push each other to, you know, bring bring what we got going on now. So it was like, this is magic for real. It really can't even be explained. It's like it's, it's, it's spiritual and it's music. You know what I'm saying? It's all in one. So yeah. That's facts. Oh, uh, now talk about at what point did you start getting to the point where you wanted to be an artist too? And like, how do you deal with that criticism of being like a producer artist? Uh, I always, I am an artist. Like, you know, I'm just a person that, um, all my, all my, ask the question again. Talk about how did you get it to the point where you decided to become an artist outside of just producing and how do you deal with criticism of being a producer artist? I always been an artist from day one. You know, I helped come up with melodies, come up with, you know, rhyme schemes, you know what I'm saying? Words here and there for artists. And, you know, that's that's a gift that I have. You know, I utilize every gift that I have. So I can make beats, I can do cartoons, I can rap, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, me took it serious as an artist is when I felt like uh, the game was more headed towards like uh, money. Like everybody want to mm. get money, which that's what we're here for. You know, people make money, but I like the art. And our art design, designs our culture, you know what I'm saying? So the things that I seen coming up in the game, I wanted to talk about those in my, in my point of view. So that's what made me, you know, become being an artist more serious, you know. I wanted to talk about what I wanted to talk about, so through the music. We want you to come skip class with us and share your story on our new segment called Skipping Class. Look, we want to talk to all the artists, indie or mainstream, or if you're an entrepreneur, come build your brand with us and tell your story to the world. You'll also get the show in our locker and you'll get promo clips for all your fans. So DM us today or visit our website, tprmediagroup.com. Get locked in with us. Understood. Um, so we got this new project, it's called, you know, Science 3, this is the third one. You know, you, or you released two previous ones before. Right. But you talked about a lot of important things in this project, like you did the others. Right. So we're going to get into a couple of those things. Mm -hmm. um, so now talk about the importance of teaching the, pe the people around you to fish, as opposed to just giving them stuff. Uh, yeah, you got that line from um, uh, Trap, I'd rather teach it the leaks. I mean, I'd rather teach you to fish before I let you leech. Um, it's basically like, uh, that's a quote from in the um, in Bible. You know what I'm saying? That's like a Bible quote, man. I'd rather teach men to fish because within that, you create other men around you that learn how to fish and get money and, and create opportunities for other men. So when you got somebody that's kind of like this leeching at you, it opens the door for a lot of, uh, a lot of jealousy, a lot of those type of traits when you're dealing with, you know, feeding other people because it's gonna be uh it's gonna become a time where a man has to be a man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't just have you around me, you know, feeding me off feeding off of me 
and you're not really doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? You just, you're expecting me to do this because I'm your homeboy. Mm. But if I teach you how to fish, if I teach you how to use your talent, if I teach you how to do something, if I put meat on your head, if I give you books that I'm reading or, you know, the things that I'm going through, if I teach you and putting you up on actual game, I'm creating an opportunity for you to grow and open more doors for people around you. And it's just the each one teach one thing that we have, that we should have going on. But you got some people that just like, you know, they like that. They'd rather have, you know, they want to be the big dog. I don't got to be the big dog in the circle. It's just like, I'd rather, you know, what I say might influence the mind that changed the whole world. You know, that's what we, that's what we on doing. You know, we, we have a lot of change that we see that, that we need as a parent. So, mm. you know, I just rather start with me. I don't have to be the biggest, the biggest dog in the fit, but I want all smart people around me. You know what I'm saying? All real thinkers, a person that can have a mind of their own and think on their own because a lot of people, to me, you know what I'm saying, they, they have people think for them. Mm. That's facts. Yeah. Um, speaking, of, speaking of that song, Trap, um, at what point did you feel like you got untrapped? I mean, it's still trapped. We still trapped to this day. Uh, Tupac had a song, I'm a big Tupac fan. Tupac was a revolutionary. Uh, he had a song called Trap mm -hmm. back in the 90s. That's what he came, that's the first song I heard Tupac was on. And it was like in 93, two. It was one of the like, you know what I'm saying? It was early 90s when he came out with that song Trap. And here he is in 2022. And we still talking about the same thing. We still trapped. So when is, we gonna have those conversations within our, our people and our group to make all of us feel like, hey man, let's stop getting hustled. Let's, let's figure out, you know, let's figure out something. So if, you know, if he was in the 90s rapping about that and I could still come with a song with the same concept in 2022, what is we really doing? And so that's how I feel like that. I feel like we still trapped. If I'm making, if I make $10 million, yeah, I'm, I look good to my people. I look nice and flashy around y'all, right? Mm -hmm. But man, to my $10 million, I done made somebody else $100 million. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I created wealth for myself, but I didn't create generational wealth that I'm, you know, for others. So it's just like, when is we gonna put our heads together and, and create something that's bigger for ourselves so our kids won't have to. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Be worried about being jealous or envious of each other. I hear that. Um, now, you also spoke about just fighting demons, too, and just, you know, mental health issues running in your family. So speak about that. Uh, yeah, I have found out that... Um, you know, before I left Michigan, my grandma was uh, diagnosed with uh, bipolar and schizophrenia. Mm. It was, you know, and she had all these pills that she took, you know what I'm saying? I was raised by my grandma. I love my grandma to death. Mm. One of the nicest people in the world that you would meet. But as she got older, you know, you know, she started to be different. You know what I'm saying? The things that she, she would cry just out the blue is mm. just, you know what I'm saying? And for a minute, we would think that, you know, that's like, that's her sickness, you know what I'm saying, doing that. We didn't know no better. But see, when you start getting older, you start coming into some of the same things that's kind of affecting you. Like I had a, a, a spiritual awakening, and I thought that's what it was. I thought that's what was attacking me, the bipolar, and you know what I'm saying, waking up in different type of moods. 
and I figured out it's the stuff that I eat and bipolar and and and, and um, anxiety, all that stuff, those are spirits. When I figured out mm. how to teach and talk them off of me, that's when I figured out like, you know, a lot of people are being controlled by spirits that don't even know it. You think it's you, you think those voices in your head, that's you, but you know, as a person that bought those type of things and, and battled those type of things, you know, it's a spiritual warfare that we're going through. And if you don't know what you're fighting, you kind of like fighting and you're leaving your, your face open. Like you don't know how to even defend yourself against what's going on because, you know, it's cool to be ignorant. Mm. Yeah, so with that being said, you know, I have, I figured it out. It was, you know, God told me what it was. He taught me what it was, you know. It's like you got to train yourself up spiritually as well as train yourself up physically in this world to, to even understand what's really going on. Because if you don't, you're just going to be, you know, you out here open. You ain't even up on your literature. You ain't up on game. Nobody's teaching real game out here. It's just, it's just like, you know, go out here and live your life freely. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's just like you, you digging yourself a hole. You don't even know about it. Mm. So, yeah. I hear that. Um, now, while you was at New Music Mondays, you was told us that it was a it was a beat that you heard and you was you were sleeping or was yeah. you did you have a dream? And I had you a woke dream about trap and I woke up and he told me I had a voice in my head that told me exactly what to you know make the beat like this mm. and reference Tupac trap. So it was just like you know as as a creator and learning how to fast like and distance myself from certain things and just, it just taught me how to really just open up to myself, you know what mm. I'm saying? Open up and trust myself, trust my instincts, learning that, you know, the supreme being in me is, can come out in this world, you know what I'm saying? Greater mm -hmm. is he in me than what, what you see in the world, and that's just real facts. So once you start learning how to listen to yourself and maneuver type of ways, special doors open for you, so. It's facts. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, obligated to give people knowledge just knowing all the stuff that you know like do you feel that obligation yeah i feel a big obligation it's embarrassing too though it's something that i had to learn to, um that's one of those those uh like a song courage courage on sign three it, it takes courage to really just stand up against everything that you kind of felt was right and to do what's right even if it make you look crazy, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, you start talking about certain type of things, niggas look at you like, hey man, we'll grow on, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, you know, I, I, I choose to, to stand for for something then fall for anything, you know what I'm saying? So nice. yeah, it takes a lot of courage. It take, I, I, I have obligations. Like once you know, once you know better, you have obligations to do, do better with your talents. We only here for a short, amount of time so it's like you know it just is what it is right um now the beneficiary song um that was a very interesting record too um now you had spoke about this in this particular record your manager was stealing from you yeah. so talk about learning about that like how did you even find out um it was it was an incident when i had a um placement and you know when you get placements the record labels talk they take forever you know, mm -hmm. to pay you. And when I got down here, it was broken down to me that the manager get the money first and then it comes mm -hmm. to you. So a person to get your check, take their 10, 20% and then, then, and then bring it to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the check come in. So mm -hmm. you don't really know when the check come in. 
another man telling you what a check come in. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it, it was brought to me in the game. That's how the game went to me. You know what I'm saying? That's how it was told, taught to me at the time. And um, so the check came in, but my mans ain't never tell me it came. <laughs> he just he just kept it, but kind of like, you know, we was going through a rough patch at that time. You know what I'm saying? It was really my man. So, <clears throat> you know, after after I figured it out, I had figured it out because I called him myself. I called Def Jam. I'm like, yo, what is what is check out? They're like, yo, we sent that check like three months ago. I was like, oh, snap. You know what I'm saying? So mm. that was one of the things that kind of like had to happen because at the end of the day, you got to learn yourself how to stand on your own two feet. Mm. And it's only so long God going to let you, you know what I'm saying? It's about evolving. So I didn't fault him for that. You know, I took it as like the universe, it was, it's a switch coming. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things that happened to me in my lifetime, I don't hold against people. I look, I look at it now as like, you know, things happen for a reason to open more doors and bigger doors and bigger, nice. way bigger doors open after that. So, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just paying your dues and understanding that you're not in control of nothing. Mm. Straight up. And while I was getting ready for this interview, you know I love Gucci, and every time we do an interview, I ask you a Gucci question. Right. But when I heard that song, I'm like, damn, I ain't even got to just randomly bring it up. You, you <laughs> mentioned Gucci in that song. It was right. crazy. So um, talk about, well, two of my favorite songs, The Swole Park and Shawty and the Off the Leash that you produced, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, but talk about holding Gucci down during the time when he was locked up and releasing his music and him trusting you to do so. Uh, well, you know, it was him, it was Mina, mm -hmm. him and Amina, and, you know, Gucci, me and Gucci was on, um, uh, Core Links, you know what I'm saying, man? So Gucci would be like, you know, I got this, so I'd be like, yo, tell Amina to send me the acapellas, you know, because Gucci used to rap, make about seven songs a day, you know what I'm saying? But I used to want to make the beats over his acapellas, so, you know what I'm saying? They, and when they figured out that I could, you know, I could do that, he'd be like, yo, has you know, we was working on the, the spot, um, the spot soundtrack. I did like five acapellas over for that. A lot of, a lot of things we was putting out. So yeah, you know, that, anything just to, because at the end of the day, Gucci opened a lot of doors for a lot of people, man. Nice. And I just wanted to show, like, my loyalty. You know, whatever I can do to help out in the situation to keep people afloat, to keep them, to keep his name going crazy. You know what I'm saying? And not just put out just anything, just like really help with the mixing, help with the, anything I can do as a team player, you know what I'm saying? I was willing to, to you know what I'm saying, to you know, play my part, and that's what I do. Like, every boss got to go through it. You got to play your part in order to, you know, see other things. And when you bless other people, you get blessings. So it's just, mm. I just played my part. That's facts. Uh, what, would, what did one of those first uh, conversations look like when he was finally released? Man. It was back to work and wasn't really no conversation, man. It's kind of like, you know, load up some beats. You know, mm. it was me, him, and Dolph. Mm. You know, we did uh, Go Get Some Mo. That was one of the first uh, songs when he got released that, you know, he called me to the crib and was like, you know, load up some beats. So we did Go Get Some Mo. And what's the other song we did? It didn't come out, but yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it really don't really be no conversation. It'd be like, let's get to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got... It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's movement. It ain't really no conversation like that. Respect, and I was definitely gonna ask you about Dolph too. I remember early on, um, 
think I went with you. It was to an event where I met y'all there or some shit. Mm -hmm. But um, talk about first meeting Dolph. What was your first impression on him when you, you know, heard his music and just saw what he had going on? Oh, uh, this was back in when we was at the Brick Factory. I met Dolph and uh, Daddy-O. Mm. And he used to just come up there and he'd be like, yeah, that's my homie from Memphis. And they Dolph, they were like, yeah, they were some cool cats. And, you know, and they was walking, working on a mixtape, Gucci. And it was, um, what's the name of that mixtape, man? We had some fire songs on Hell there, yeah. too. The, uh, the Dolphin Gucci. What's the name of that tape? I can't even remember the name of that tape. That's crazy. One of my favorite tapes. But, yeah, Dolphin Gucci was working on the tape at the time. And, and you know, like, with us, man, it's different. Like, with people that... With people that actually do music, that's what we... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. See, dude, we'll have a conversation for five, ten minutes, but it's really, like, load up, load up. Like, if we got Ceno in the room, Ceno got beats, because I don't spend... You know, days before I even came to the studio. So, you know, usually it was when I come to the room, it was load, load us up, see, you know, load next, 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 next. And that's, that we on, we'll listen to it. Mm. And then I dip off two days, go go make up more beats, and I come right back. Oh, yes, you know, back with a new batch. Let's go. Mm. Yeah, so. Now, I know we one year since his passing, well, it will be one year. Um, Talk about just, you know, learning about that when he did pass and just his impact from your perspective. Uh, Dolph impact as an independent artist doing what he did, I don't, I don't feel like not a, not a lot of people could do that. You know what I'm saying? And, and he, um, he used to call and text me and be like, yo, man, you think I should get a deal? And I'm like, no. And he was like, yeah, but I want to go platinum. I said, bro, if you go gold as an independent, that's already platinum. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You making... You making crazy money already. Like that's probably why you know. So we'll have these conversations, you know, and things like that. But I think he'll just be picking my brain because he see me floating around through those offices. And I used to be like, man, bro, I wouldn't even take no deal if I was you. Not in this position. I keep going, keep going. Mm. And you know, to see it, you know, cut short like that. You know, you still got Key Glock. He carrying the flag now, and he going up. You know what I'm saying? But. Yeah, I, I wanted to see my boy get more than his flowers. He got a, he he got his flowers while he was here too, though. I believe that you know people was respecting Dolph more and more and more. I agree. Um, now another, I would say, prodigy of Gucci Migos, um, and I know you worked with them early on. You know, Dab Daddy and Freak No More are two of my favorite joints that you produced. Yeah. Um, first, talk about just first meeting them. Your first initial thoughts on them, and then were those were those sessions recorded in person? No. Uh, when we worked on the first Y R N album, those those sessions, I was there. We did like six songs in a day, and all six of those songs made. Hmm made the album, you know, Clayball reached out to me like, bro, you know, we got to rock with you, you know what I'm saying? So we had a we had that type of relationship. I just pull up and I pull up beats and they just, you know, beat after beat after beat after beat mm. and then take it, you know, and that was from the first time I met them at, at the Brick Factory. They were sitting on the couch and Gucci was like, yeah, these Domingos right here, I'm from the sign them. I was like, they hard? And then they played me the band. I was like, yeah, they hard. All right here, you know what I'm saying? So, mm. you know, just, to see everything like go up from that 
from that moment, it was just like, it was something special. Like you had to be there. Like everything, everybody that Gucci brought in that studio, I, I seen go up. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. Yeah, everybody. Mm. I think that was just like a beautiful era, man. Like just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, man. That was like niggas didn't even know what was going on. It was just, Facts. but you know, I, yeah. Them was kind of like the golden years for me, you know what I'm saying? Even past when when we all made money afterwards, but just the conglomerate that was in there, like people would pull up, you don't even know who pulling up to the studio. You just mm. know somebody pulling up. Like, you know, kind of miss those days for real. Definitely. Um, what was your thoughts when you saw that the Migos had went they separate ways in a sense where Quavo and Takeoff was doing their thing and then Offset started doing his own thing? You know, they family, man. You know, I, I figured that it'll, it'll, it'll come back eventually. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, I tend to try to to work with my head. You know, I don't really look at to the right or look to the left of me. If I'm, if I'm focusing on something, mm -hmm. I'm focusing on what Sino got. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when they call me in, you know, I, you know, I add on to what they got going on. But I, that's family. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, it's going to come together, come back. Gonna straighten it out, you know. We, you know, that's just what it is, you know. But you know, yeah. It's facts. Um, so where where were you at when the news broke about takeoff, and how did that make you feel? Just because you personally know them guys. Yeah, I was in L.A., man. It broke my heart. Like every day, man. I, I still wake up today, even today, I wake up and I, I don't want to believe that. You know what I'm saying? You know, when me and takeoff had our conversations it'd be it'd always be about God man whether you believe it or not you're like man see you know you blessed though for real like I could see how you move and I'm like bro you blessed too that's why you be telling like that you know what I'm saying it'd be like little conversations like that and for that to happen I just feel like you know like I said we here for a short period of time man and God has a big bigger kingdom that he building for us so you know I, I figured that you know you born again somewhere else and you laying the foundation somewhere else that we don't know nothing about. So I, I look at, I look at passing totally different. You know what I'm saying? Everybody here for a short period. Me, yeah. you know, my grandma. You know what I'm saying? Like one of the biggest blows. I've been. We are. You know, we don't know what's going on after this, but you know, I, I, yeah, take off in a good place. And like. For me personally, I feel like, you know, just losing certain people, like it just, it, it make you feel some type of way and it just kind of just like, it make you miss what was, you know, just when yeah. we talk about those eras. Does it affect you at all musically, like how you create? What you mean? Just like, just some people would be like, I don't even want to record no more. I know you still making music, but mm -hmm. did you ever feel like that at any point just from losing different people that was, you know, in your life? Yeah. Yeah, um, growing up, uh, of course, you know, when you're dealing with that pain, it's really, it's a, it's a never-ending thing, you know what I'm saying? You just got to deal with it day by day. Mm. I lost a brother at like 13, then another friend at 15, then another friend at 17, then another friend at 20. You start becoming numb to death, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you start becoming numb to it, and that's like sad for us, you know what I'm saying? That's the right. I kind of take the the route that I take with my music, you know, and yeah, you know, you go through those 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 periods and times. But for me personally, like when I lost my grandma, that was like a big blow for me. But music got me through it. Mm. I was able to bury my head in my music, and 
you know, come out and really, really research those thoughts and feelings I had. Got you. What would be your message to black people right now? Trust yourself. You know, we we in some uh, wild times, like, you know what I'm saying? But really, really hold yourself accountable and trust yourself. Mm. Hold yourself accountable for what you know, you know, you know to do. I don't judge no man because I hold myself. I'm too busy holding myself accountable. And I miss the mark a lot. And I, you know what I'm saying? I slick tell myself I know better. So mm. it's not it's not easy to look in the mirror and hold that person accountable for what you know they're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? So I think if every black person did that, we'll be building pyramids again. Hmm. I hear that. <coughs> um, now, I do want to ask you about the, the recent robbery situation. I know you did an interview already speaking about it, but like, did that affect how you move differently as a public figure? No. At the end of the day, I feel like, you know, whatever God got for me is for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Psalms 91, baby. I say it every morning. He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and my trust. And I step. And it just is what it is. Like, you know, this world has already been conquered. You know your literature, then you already know that. I don't I can't move in fear. I don't witness too much of it. So, you know, I move how I move. I move with um respect. You know, I respect others, I respect other people's space. And don't disrespect mine, because you know, I'm gonna get at you. It's just but at the end of the day, you know, I move and I know that I'm protected. And I move like I know I'm protected. So it is, you know. I, I don't I don't I don't listen to fear at all. Mm-hmm. Like fear is not even I don't pay attention to it. I respect. Um you once told me before that a producer can become relevant anytime with just one hit. Do you still believe that? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Quincy Jones found Michael Jackson at fifty. You can't never you know, time time is only what you your perspective your perspective of it. And who's to say that your perspective is all the way right? Mm. Who's to say that your perspective is all the way wrong? How you how you look at yourself, I don't look at you how you look at yourself. That's right. your perspective. I feel like time ain't real. I feel like time is, is made up. Mm. I feel like we only have time to find out who we really are on the inside. When you take away everything that's been added on you from a kid, like you come here, not even really knowing nothing. You hitting the wall, jumping off couches, slapping your mama. You don't even know what's going on. <laughs> she got to hit you to make you even understand what you're doing is wrong. Like when you come back to that mind state, the mind state of being all the way free, you weren't worried about no time when you was a kid. You was just being a kid. It's the things of this world that was added on to you that made you kind of like major perspective of things. So I spend time trying to, I spend time knocking stuff off of me. I feel like that's mm-hmm. weight. Hear that. Um, so, C-Note, what does the word progress mean to you right now? The word progress means evolution, evolving, growing. That's it. You're either progressing or you're not. You know what I'm saying? You're evolving or you're dying. Which one is it? So, yeah, progress, mm. moving forward. Hell yeah. So what you got coming up next? Uh, I've been working on, you know, with my artist, uh, Taylor J, my, my boy Juice, and just learning more, you know, sitting back and, and um, 
the world events, the things that's going on in the world, the veils that's being uncovered. You know, we, we're, we're seeing things that we've never been seeing. We're having conversations that we never had. Facts. And I'm really just sitting back and enjoying it all come out. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you become a certain type of person, like, you know, I not to brag on nothing, because I don't be bragging on stuff, but you know, like I fast for 30 days, not drinking, just drinking water for 30 days straight, no food, just water. You start seeing things, you know? You start being more with the earth, like, you know what I'm saying? So you kind of you kind of see game, but for the world to 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 kind of have the veil uncovered from it, from in front of us, it's kind of interesting to watch. Yeah, and I remember you told me you'd be doing those fasts. So like, to go 30 days without food or anything like that, like, how do you do it? Uh, I don't know, man. I really can't tell you, man. That's what I said, man. A wise man to tell you, he don't know nothing, man. It's all, mm. you know, it's all, always researching ourselves. It's more spiritual than physical anyway, so. Right. The spiritual world created this world. And I ain't talking about, like, on no spooky stuff. It's just really looking inside of you and seeing you are what you are for, for you. You know what I'm saying? And I just try to put that in my music the way, the best way I can. I can't really talk about it, but I can sit down and, like, draw it out in my in my music. I'm not a big talker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, everybody need to go get that new project. Check it out. Science 3. Talk about some real shit in there, man. Absolutely. Well, see, no, I appreciate you skipping class with me, man. Oh, for sure, man. It's been a pleasure. The Progress Report. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.